expected it. But that was four years ago, and no one had lived up to the expectations that she had seemingly set herself. When it got to that crucial third date, she'd find a reason to back out and break things off. Often she would go back home, have a shower, and use her fingers in place of whoever could have come home with her that night. But that wasn't really the same, and Jennifer often felt sorry afterwards. But come the next third date, the cycle would repeat. To anyone versed in the basics of psychiatry, it might seem that Jennifer was now scared of sex. Jennifer's anger and frustration tonight, though, was understandable. This guy hadn't even made it to the first date. They'd arranged the time and the place and had even chosen the venue by mutual agreement. Italian food was to both their tastes, apparently, and she had felt so humiliated when the waiter had informed her she had to order right then, as Valentine's Day was a busy time and they couldn't let her have the table all night waiting for someone to turn up. She'd ordered a starter, then had started crying. When it arrived, she had two mouthfuls, put a ten-pound note on the table, and ran out. And that's how she found herself walking back home a good three hours before she had planned to. She had had such high hopes for this one, but it was obviously not meant to be. But getting stood up on Valentine's Day, it beggared belief. She knew that when she got home, there would be a romantic film on pretty much every major channel, and that was not going to make her feel any better. It was a pretty cold day, and now, without anyone to appreciate it, she was regretting her choice of above-the-knee-length thin silk dress with no tights. Her legs were beautiful and smooth, and she had wanted to show them off. Looking up and down the street for a taxi, would they be annoyed with her for a journey of less than a mile? She noticed the inviting warmth of a pub she had once visited as a teenager. Fuck it, she said to herself and crossed the road. Double Bacardi and Coke, please, no ice, she said to the barman, who looked up at her and smiled. Coming right up, Dutch courage. <laughs> I wish. Consolation drink, actually. Don't tell me. He forgot the roses. Not just that. He forgot to turn up. It didn't feel strange to be talking to this guy about her letdown. Perhaps she'd gone through embarrassment and out on the other side. Well, if you ask me, he's insane. I can't imagine that there'd be a better option on anyone's agenda than meeting you. It would have been cheesy in 90% of circumstances. But as with all the best lines, it seemed to work this once. That's 480, by the way. Jennifer smiled and handed over a fiver. She looked around the bar and saw two other barmen, both older than the one she was talking to, who seemed more or less her age, and about twenty other drinkers, all couples or groups, all seated and engaged in conversation. We're not a gastropub, so Valentine's isn't one of our busier nights, he said. I've pretty much been bored since I started my shift, and I don't reckon it will get any better. Well, at least I'm here to keep you company now, said Jennifer, the words coming out of her mouth before realizing this sounded like a bit of a come on. Hmm, if you really want to do me a favor, come outside with me for a cigarette, the barman said. It's time for my break, and the conversation would be good for me. Seeing her glance out towards the cold street, he laughed. We've got patio heaters out the back, and it's pretty sheltered out there. We call it the nook. Jennifer downed her drink in one and said, Fill that up again and we've got a deal. 
A couple of minutes later, and Jennifer and her new companion were standing under the warmth of two powerful patio heaters. She understood now why it was called the Nook. It was so secluded. The door to the main bar, the windows to the lounge bar, all were hidden around the corner. It was probably the two rum and cokes she'd had on pretty much an empty stomach, or it could have been her desperation for Valentine's Day not to end in a rom-com viewing for one. But suddenly, an impulse overcame Jennifer. Before the barman could even put the cigarette in his mouth, Jennifer put her arms around him and kissed him. One of her Jen specials, she called it, tongue darting in, out, and around his mouth, hands caressing his head. He responded in kind, and after a good minute or so, they both pulled back. He looked her in the eyes and said, Wow. Again, it was not the classiest thing he could have said, but it worked. He put his arms around her shoulders and kissed her once more. His hands moved down from upper back to lower back, then lower back to her fine rump.